0: Welcome to Episode 1 of This One's For The Working Mama, bringing you the right type of distraction for your daily commute. Join in the movement of working moms who own their choice to work and strive to achieve a life with their soul on fire. Make a conscious effort to fill your daily drive with truth and wisdom that can abolish the working mom guilt for good and find community. Episode 1, Daily Bread What are you currently reading? I'm a habitual cheater when it comes to my relationship with books. At any given moment, there are at least a half dozen on my nightstand that have earmarked pages and penned-in notes in the margins. I have this type of relationship with books because there are so many I want to read and so little of my time. That doesn't stop me from buying it, cracking it open, folding down the corners of pages, and working my way through the content. Each book serves me for a different time and mindset. Sometimes, I'm craving a good fiction book, the kind that can keep you page-turning into the wee hours of the morning. Other times, I'm longing for encouragement for a tough day, direction for a big decision, bravery for a dream or wisdom to deal with my kids or husband. All of these books command my attention and practically scream at me from the nightstand, coffee table, or ledge of the bathtub. They stare me in the face and they plead, Read me! When I can no longer pass the book without sympathizing with its loneliness and neglect, I pick it up and find where I left off. There is nothing wrong with this relationship I have with books. There is no shame in my love of a fresh cover, the scent of the pages and the feel of the words slightly elevated in their printing as I run my fingers over them. I love books. I love books so much that I have multiple shelves loaded with them, and regardless of what Marie Kondo says, I will not box them up and give them away, because they mean something to me. I read The Secret Garden at least five times as a child. I recreated that sacred garden in my backyard using my imagination, some moss, and a few strand sticks. I lived vicariously through the Babysitter's Club and used my one regular babysitting job to qualify me as club president. The presence of Jesus became alive and real to me through the pressures of high school when I dove into the devotional, If God loves me, why can't I get my locker open? And in the dark and difficult time in my early days as a new mama, Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind was my saving grace. Maybe you don't know this about me, but books are such a big part of my life that I wrote one. Well, I'm finishing up as we speak so that it can end up on someone's nightstand or bathtub ledge and be the encouragement and wisdom they need for surviving the challenges of being a working mama. There is one caution about all of these books, including the one I've written. What we find on the pages of fiction and nonfiction alike are all the experiences, opinions, and wisdom of others. But we need to be very careful how we line this up as we apply and compare it to our own life there is only one true source of wisdom. If you're following along with this journey because you finished chapter 1 in my book, you're ahead of the rest. Chapter 1 ends with a challenge to the reader that I'm going to extend to you as the listener as well. If you're a working mama who longs to find some peace in your journey, some order in your chaos, and rest for your soul, the fountain that springs forth those gifts is the Word of God. Like any relationship, drawing near to Jesus requires time and commitment. It depends on your willingness to get into the Word and allow that to serve as your primary source of wisdom. All of those books in stacks in my home have two things in common. One, they are not the Word of God. And two, they are often taking priority over the Word of God. My Bible sits in those stacks, but far too often has a little extra dust on the cover. That's not because I don't believe it to be true or because I don't find value. It's because I often get intimidated by where to start. If I'm not using it as I follow along with a specific reading plan or Bible study, I can be guilty of letting it rest and collect dust. I think we've become conditioned to think of the Bible as a reference book, rather than the love story it is. My Bible is not just the historical resource I need to fill the blanks in my weekly Bible study group lesson, it is life, and it breathes life into my soul. When I finally peel back the cover and separate the worn pages To dive into the words that are with God and are God, I am immediately reminded of the life-giving properties of this book. How do we condition ourselves to embrace the love story of the red-lettered Gospels and apply the wisdom of the Proverbs? We create a challenge, a promise to ourselves uh, to commit. Today can be day one for you and for me. The nourishment challenge was developed in my book, to encourage the reader to spend 31 days in the Word. Most research shows that 28 days form a habit, so if we commit to 31, we should be ahead of the game. Starting today and running through episode 30, we're gonna unpack the Proverbs together to find the best definition for success and the true source of wisdom. We begin in Proverbs 1. Maybe this is all new to you and you're not even familiar with the Proverbs. Well, that is the beauty of the podcast. You think you are alone in your car. And no one can see the redness in your cheeks or feel the heat coming off of your face because you don't know how to find Proverbs in the Bible or what it is. But I promise you, you are not alone. We can all use the reminder of what the Proverbs are and why they were written. So today, we'll review those verses. When you open chapter 1 of Proverbs, it's titled The Purpose of Proverbs. We're going to read here through the first few verses. Proverbs 1, beginning in verse 1. These are the proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise, and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Proverbs 1, 1 1-7 So this is why we will begin here. Couldn't we all use more wisdom, a greater understanding, and a pathway to success, The world we live in has conditioned us to chase a success that's fleeting and wisdom that never satisfies. We don't have to guess what is God's best for our lives because he loved us enough to lay it all out for us. We don't have to live in confusion about what is right, just, and merciful because it's written. And we don't have to go through this life always feeling like it is missing that one thing because it's right there for your taking. So I encourage you to finish strong today by reading the rest of the verses that make up chapter one whether you use your physical Bible with the reminder that God sees the dust and loves you through it, a Bible app, or go to BibleGateway.com on your computer. Don't let the words just become something you read. Actually digest them. What do they mean to you? How can you apply one truth to a situation in your life? And more importantly, what resource are you treating as your source of wisdom that may need to be shuffled to the bottom of your reading pile so that you can elevate your Bible to the top? Thanks for following along on episode one to be included in all the upcoming episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you want and stick with me as we continue these 31 days in the Proverbs. You won't be disappointed.